Welcome, listeners. My name is Rush Shaw, your host. Soon to be joined by Derek, Steve, Chuck, as we talk about Derek's angel being my deep. Just listen to it. It'll all make sense, all right? This, this is the Punk Theology Podcast, and you're listening to Season 4. But first of all, I want to have great news. Um, it's November 2020. This show is not about politics. We have a new president here in the United States. What? Who cares? <laughs> What's much more interesting is that we actually have a Patreon supporter, a new one. Kristen is supporting the show via patron. She's a co-producer, a patron sinner saint. We thank her a bunch for uh, keeping the, this show on the road, uh, pitching in a little gas money to keep the uh, the podcast rolling down the information superhighway. Today, yes, it's, it's kind of a heavy show, and right on the other side of this bumper by uh, Punk Rock Opera, we'll get right into it. I wanted to mention uh, some of the music. We're taking on some pod-safe music by some independent artists. Um, This show is not sponsored by corporations, right? We're not going to ask you to go to some random website and put in a promo code. And and hopefully, if you appreciate that and you appreciate uh, the art and and some of the music that we play, you'll also become a co-producer. And we're going to have some exclusive content sometime coming to the patron page come be a patron sinner saint we uh we would appreciate that so much um thank you Kristen, for being on board punk theology season four episode two oh i wanna be a machine yes i wanna be a machine This show gets really real, really quick. No chit-chat. Listener discussion is advised. Who is the angel? So angel is one of my selves that showed up about... seven or eight months ago, Uh, and it was during a meditation session, Uh, and Angel came in really, really strong. Uh, It was my seventh self, Uh, and... So how long were you, like, explain Mm -hmm. the meditation, how did you get there? Uh, I was just laying on my couch, doing, I think I was doing an EMDR exercise, and it usually doesn't work like that, but for some reason that day I was able to get really deep. Um, and Angel is my exploratory self Uh, and Angel's been kind of uh, strangled or uh, yeah strangled is probably the best word for a long time especially mostly since I've had kids how old is Angel? probably 19, 20 Uh, sorry sorry. beer going in the wrong tube this is how old does Angel think you are? Uh, Angel thinks I'm the age I am. Really? Three seven. That's funny that you ask because I have a few selves that think you're a different age than you. Think I'm the different age. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Angel just likes to explore things. And yeah, having kids, being at home, kind of giving myself over to the dad life type of stuff I really had to strangle him I used to be I've always been exploratory I used to be really exploratory Um, self or outside mostly outside yeah um like 
like I traveled all over the world, did crazy shit, and just loved like every moment of of that type of like. I remember when we went on our honeymoon, we went to Mexico, uh, Puerto Vallarta, and we went to the, one of the nearby cities. And I was super excited because I wanted to just get out and just start walking, pick a direction and start walking. And Misha was freaked out. Um, we kind of have an argument about it because she was really uncomfortable. And I was re- I had really been looking forward to just wandering around. Um, and that's that self is Angel. Um, and, uh, and Angel's very sexual. So, and that's when a lot of my sexuality really started to come out. It was 19, 20, 21. Um, and, uh, and Angel was not happy with the life that we have now and took over really, really strong. And so for the past couple of months, things, especially with Misha, have been really tense. Um, because I, because I see a lot of ways in which she's kind of, she lets her anxiety strangle my exploratory nature, um, and it's not. In, and it, and for a long time, part of the struggle was me thinking it was an intentional thing for her, that she was being malicious about it. Uh, and Angel was pretty convinced that she was just being controlling on purpose. So what does Angel want? <clears throat> just to experience stuff, new things constantly. Like Angel's like. Angel's idea of a good time would be classic old school Burning Man. We're just like no rules. Um, party. Yes, but not party, but like we're gonna try everything. And the weirder it is, and the more different it is, the more Angel likes. Um, Angel's has a huge amount of control over what Angel looks like. So sometimes Angel's a female, sometimes Angel's a male, sometimes Angel, like, just total control, creatively, creatively, creatively over what it looks like. Um, and so that was really interesting. The last couple of months have been really intense for that reason, um, with, at home, uh, and I've been dealing with a lot of stuff, and, and, uh, uh, Angel finally the, the the volume on Angel finally started to drop uh, probably three weeks ago um, and it's just not intense as intense as, as it was um, but in the meantime I I smoked some weed on Saturday and got into this place in my safe place in my head where it was where I could like actually see it where I could like feel like I could reach out and touch it. I could see everybody sitting there, um, and and there was this really loud voice in my head that at first I thought was Angel, but it was actually Steve who sits in the middle of the bench on the right side of my head, and Steve's my idealistic self. Uh, so I started. So you, when you were in that place, you could see everybody. Yeah. Congregate. Yeah, and Steve was just for like Chuck asked me what it was like. Chuck and I went back and forth texting. And and it was like Steve was like peering through the front of my eyes like a set of binoculars. And and like like you very heavy forward and very forceful. Um, and Steve is my idealistic self. And Steve likes everything to be neat and easy. And Steve is really hates how stupid everybody else is. Uh, it's it's like a mix between Mr. Rogers and Steve Jobs, where, where like he has a very strong moral compass, and right is right and wrong is wrong. So, right. Steve, maybe fifty. Fifty? Yeah, who's older? Um, is that your dad? Probably. I mean, he's deaf. He sits on. He sits in the place <clears throat> where most of my dad issues are. Right. Which is the left side of my? I said right. It's on the left side of my room. So what does he want? Uh, he just wants. He wants a lot of things. He wants everybody to try hard and be good. He's he hates being disappointed, like, and he feels like he's disappointed all the time, and he gets really aggressive 
when he's disappointed. Um, and one of the things that came up was Angel established uh, a place for himself on the right side of the room next to Wednesday and the boy runs away and my vulnerable self. And S Steve really is bothered by that a lot. Uh, he doesn't think it makes sense. He thinks angels, because angels exploratory, he should be with creativity and idealism and passion on the left side. Um, and he kind of has this weird fixation with Angel where he really, really likes Angel and wants to impress Angel, but Angel also kind of bothers him and scares him. Are they protectors? Avengers? Steve is, yeah. Who's Angel's the not. Uh, my vulnerable... My exile set on either side of my protectors or managers. So Wednesday's, Wednesday's a manager on the right side, and my vulnerable self and the boy who runs away sit next to her, and then on the left side, Steve sits in the middle, and then my creative self and my passionate self. And then um, Angel set up this weird little <coughs> nest for himself. like It's like on a trapeze or something up above on the ceiling, but it's definitely on the right side. Um, and Angel likes how much it bothers Steve that he's not over on the other side not where Steve thinks he should be. Um, and I started to realize... Uh, and, and Chuck asked if I would let Steve drive, and Wednesday was like, fuck no. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, like, she saw Chuck, like, trying to get me to the point where I'd let Steve drive. Drive. She's very clever. And she's like, like, look, I see what you're trying to do, and like, and I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate the effort, and it's probably is a good idea in theory to let Steve drive, but fuck no. Like, he's just not going to, because he's dangerous, and he's scary. Um, and then I've realized that Steve's actually has been taking over a lot the last couple of months, and he's been disguising himself like Angel when he does it. Um, uh, so where's so your self in all that? Uh, yeah, how do you not disassociate between the, the different... It's really hard. I, I totally have moments, especially recently, where I go on this... I feel like I'm in this really crazy, out-of-control place, behaviorally. Um, and it's yeah, not that's just a protector though isn't it yeah and and so and then I snap out of it and and I, I feel like I go to a completely different place uh, it's scary it's frightening I'm able to maintain control uh, Misha's worried at me about me at times but also we're bringing up a lot of very legitimate issues so it's not like like I'm not crazy like this the shit that we've been talking about is real stuff that's so, been that's been an issue for a long time, but but there are times where it feels scary and out of control, especially with Steve, because he's so intense. Now, do your and her parts interact? Misha's parts? Yeah. Oh, she doesn't have. She's not aware of her parts. Um, do you see him? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, are your parts interacting with her parts that you see? Yeah, and and we have. I mean, occasionally have this super weird. Like motherly relationship thing. Steve and Angel both fucking hate it when I treat Misha like a mom. Like really. Who does like it? The, my vulnerable self. And yeah. The boy, both my, yeah. most the my boy exiles, that runs away. Most my exiles like. Yeah. 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 Because um, they're kids. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah, Steve in particular just like what? it makes him furious. What about Wednesday? Uh, it doesn't bother her either way. Like, she's not particularly fond of it. I don't think she thinks it's t terribly healthy, but, but she, like, she'll she's understanding. She'll allow it she's understanding. Yes. Um, I like Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where I've been, and it's been weird the last couple of months. Uh, I had caught some momentum. <laughs> that was really quiet, by the way. So if you folks didn't hear that, that out. Um, breaking off another that Aslan. was just you know Aslan batch fifteen. Just we'll trying to you know out. not not be anyway. Want our drinking? So what was I saying? I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> but where you go with that? Like it's that's interesting. My my angel. If I'm gonna interact with what you're bringing up here, stirring up in my own spirit is, like, my angel, I'd probably call it demon. 
mm-hmm. but it's not. No, they're. And I used to demonize totally it. demons. That's that's super common. Honestly, honest, I really truly believe that like when the Bible talks about demons, it's just really Good traumatized parts. people having moments where very strong managers or firefighters come forward mm-hmm. and do crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all that was. Yeah, and that's mine. Yeah, I had a conversation with Seth and his brother David about. Who are we talking about when we're talking about the devil and demons, right? And that's a big one. But I think that I had that for a long time. And I think that's where the Christian kind of mindset took place was to, to crush that part of me. Yep. But that that's teenage part of me, that teenage self is still there. And yeah. he's the one that's adventurous and enjoys experiencing things. things and, yeah. And, and I... <clears throat> And yeah, there's, there's something to be irresponsible, and you have a family now, and you have responsibilities, and there's that thing. I don't, I don't know if I, it's not that I don't see the self, it's that part of me sees, like, interacting with you and Chuck and, and the different aspects of self, some, some of me doesn't dive into it because I see it as a little bit dangerous. Like, I could get, not that I feel or fear I could get carried away by it or maybe I do I, don't I totally have the same feeling all the yeah. time especially yeah. around some of them of like no we're just not going to do this it's so when scary. you're feeling something and you're confronted with that feeling of adventuresome I'm feeling tied down what do I need to do that's when that whole thing comes around and is, is like stirred up and does it like fuck with your day at work and shit like oh, that? Oh yeah, or? it can. It can totally ruin my day. Yeah, yeah. And I can get really cyclical in my head where I'm just obsessing about it. I had that happen today. Ramping I was, myself up. I was like told my schedule changed just like out of the blue like boom. You're, not, you're gonna have a day off tomorrow. Like wait what? You know and uh, and now your days off are like Tuesday and so how do you feel about those like guys? That. How do I feel about it? Uh, Steve scares the shit out of me. He's a lot like my dad, uh, and my dad was very scary. Uh, I think I'm, I mean that's really why he's mostly scary. Is my dad had that exact idealistic rage, but it was <coughs> way worse than what Steve has. But you're curious about him, right? Yeah, and I'm. That's a good thing. And like I like I know he needs like the balance is all fucked up, right. obviously. Yeah. Because just the fact that he has to sneak coming out and then he has to pretend to be somebody else is clearly not healthy and the balance and, and so he needs and so much like I did with Angel where we just worked for months until all of a sudden the pressure started to come down and I'm assuming Angel will flare up again sometime but I have to do the same thing with Steve where, where, where I and it's all about power so giving him power and learning to trust him at the same time not giving him too much too fast because you really will fuck everything up. So if all those guys were were in their place, how would your life be different? It would be different. Where would you be today? Um, I have no idea. That's really a really hard question. If I'm to jump in here and what I went through today, part of me went like my productivity came way down like when I was hit with this news there's this part of myself I don't know it was like a kid like part of myself and maybe if I if I focus in on it it was like back in school like I did really poorly in school and the disappointment hit me hit me to the point where my productivity it just went and I have a weird thing with time blindness I don't know if that's an ADHD thing like ADHDers talk about it but Everything I did became super slow, and people like, noticed. Out. Like people came to me at work today and were like, "You should. Why aren't you done with this? <laughs> like, why are you taking so long?" And I'm just like, uh, "You know, when's lunch? Like, I want to take lunch. Like, we got to finish this because customers waiting in the fucking waiting room for their car. Like, okay, you know, slam this out." But it took me an extra 45 minutes to do a job that could should have took a half hour. I took like an hour and 15 minutes. But it was that. Like there's this part of myself that I have. I don't have a name for it. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like trying to not name it. 
Why? I don't know. Are you afraid? Like, maybe there's like something in me that's like maybe I need to give that. So, to get so a don't hug. don't name it, but describe it. Describe yeah. it. Yeah. There's it's like a kid like part of me that's just like oh fuck this always happens. So I'm getting fucked again. How old is he? Oh, there you go. Because I think he's like eight happens or nine or something. Because yeah. I've got a six or seven year old that's frozen time, and my protector is always protecting him. Uh-huh. So where I would I be? I wouldn't be here. I would not be in Washington State mm. because I've always played it safe because of this guy. And this is just since I've been going this since Saturday is it pisses me off because I feel I've, I feel I've been limited by it's holding him. it back. Yeah, I think I've been held back. Yeah. I could be doing a whole lot more with my life. You could be like Mark Driscoll. No, could have been a superstar pastor. <laughs> no. A mega church pastor. Mega church pastor. It'd probably been honestly. It'd probably been something in construction. I'd be dead without my parts. See, like that's it. my fear too. Is I'd be I'm dead like, with why my you, wild. Why side. would you fear it? Because my wild side would. Was, but you're not dead, was, though. I know, but I had to stuff him in a box or something. <laughs> so if you're not killing yourself, internal family therapist. Uh. Wednesday is very therapeutic at times. Like, I mean, outside? Oh, like a. <laughs> no, I see what you mean. Chuck uh, Lass. Yeah, we did a lot of that work with Amy. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of the EMDR that's stuff was. EMDR, yeah. EMDR is like, fuck, sets that shit up. Buddy. So, and you don't, I mean, by therapist, basically, you just get into the room and, and then you have a family meeting and then you just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Work with each other in there, so the therapist doesn't do anything other than getting you in the room. <laughs> yeah, facilitating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a good I, therapist I, is good at that. Well, that's what. So I was watching a YouTube video of Richard Swartz, and he's the one who stumbled on this whole IFS thing as a family therapist. What's IFS? Internal family systems. Okay. And uh, he said, you know, I've been struggling and getting families together, and he says I'm realizing that families are inside of us. He goes, I used to think these guys are a lot sicker than I thought they were, but then I realized that I had the same stuff, that I had the same parts. Mm. You know, and it's interesting because I think, for me, they even start to manifest physical manifestations yeah. to keep me from addressing them. Mm. Yeah. You know, like we're not I, I was just like, just like, yeah. Like I had a hangover or something. Like I felt physically just Today. drained all yeah. of a sudden, just from that news. Right. It wasn't anything different. I got enough sleep. I had where was it? Coffee. Physically. It felt like weight. Like somebody had just like on my back. Like somebody just took a fucking backpack full of bricks and went boom. Here you go, buddy. You know. So what part of you? What Uh, part of me? What part of you did that trigger? The change of plans. I think. I think that that kid part of me. There was a kid part of me, like when my parents are divorced, uh-huh. you know. Um, some of my the abuse that I grew up with, just was it a fucking carrying that shit powerlessness thing? No, I, and that's a, oh, there's another part of myself that kind of it kind of started speaking in there too. It's like you don't need this fucking job. Yeah, like you guys, you got a fucking mailbox your full protector. of job offers. Yeah, yeah, that's a protector. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I took this job. Mine's the same one, <laughs> right? Yeah, I took this job because it's like ten minutes from my house. Uh-huh. To be honest, but there's places in Redmond. There's like a bunch of people. Like, hey, we watch your YouTube videos. You probably make a great mechanic. You want to come work here? You know, we'll give you a job, and you don't have to work fucking weekends because this place I'm working at now is open twenty four seven, not twenty four seven, but seven days a week. I don't mean to interrupt, but at the same time, I do. We should go into therapy. <laughs> we could make a lot of money. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd have to be we'd have to be faith based though. That's true. But it is. It's like all therapy be, is faith based. We could be new age faith based. We just need some sage and a fancy hat <laughs> and a bowl. Or no, 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 a bowl. Yeah, a singing bowl and some crystals, and we just throw crystals at people. And then and that shit would fucking work. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that's how. Yep, that's how you get rich. It's a good method. <laughs> it works. That's what I probably what I think I would. I'd probably be a therapist if I hadn't been so afraid. At some point, I thought I could do it's, it. I mean, that's kind of why you become a pastor, right? 
Yeah, is the idea of like I'm I started the coaching and thing. Figure out their I started shit. And you get into people. it, you're like, this is not. No, I was a life coach. <laughs> hey, I did drug. life coaching for porn stuff when I did the fucking ASI thing. I mean, people. There was a time when that show was pretty fucking popular. People were coming to me going, "Help stop me from jerking off to porn every day." <laughs> you know, like sure, you know. 50 bucks, send me a check, you know, and I want you to I super glue your right hand to your ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Done. But some of it was just, it's just all Go get some addiction away. stuff. Like your, your addiction is, is just another form of depression manifesting itself as a, a behavior. Um, and that's not hard to pull at the strings of. But going into Angel uh-huh. because you're. Your version of Angel is my demon. How old is your demon? Uh, about 18, 19, you know? Same, yeah. And that's kind of sexual awakening thing, you think? Where do you feel it when you think about that? When I think about what? In, or your demon. Your demon. Where do I feel it? In your body. Yeah, your body. That depends on the situation. So when was the last time you felt? When you got told you earlier had, today, you yeah. got told tomorrow you're going to yeah. off. Was that still in your back? Or I think it kind of comes up. So the the shitty part of me, the little kid, the beaten, you know, out of control, life is happening to me, little kid, is kind of hunched down and he's carrying this big heavy backpack. Yep. And and the demon or angel part of me is like, oh, backpack. Where's the nearest fire barrel? Let's throw that thing in there and just, you know, put your shoulders up, head back. That's kind of where, that's where he is. And I'm confident. And I can walk into a room confident. I can be a total asshole. I think when we sat at this table that one night we were playing poker, I was kind of that guy that night. I was a bit of a jerk and sort of trying to be the life of the party. And I don't know how well that was working out. But, but... And I didn't really know all you guys that well, um, but that's kind of where that guy is. Like I could walk into a room and try and, you know, stir. What does he want you to know about him? What does he? What does demon want you want you to know about him? There's this old quote from Muhammad Ali that stuck with me, and I think that he would quote this a lot. He says, "I am the stir stick." That stirs the, the cream. So that's what he wants you to know. Black. I take the black and the cream and I stir it. That's what I do. I did. I had that in my head dealing drugs all those years. I was all those years of maybe two years, three years. Is that what he wants? You think he wants you to know, or is that what you he really? He's a self confidence. He he is like the self confident part of me that pops up and says, "You're rush on like." Fucking own this shit and stop being a baby. How's that make you feel? Um, that's a good question. If I'm to feel it, what did I feel today? I kind of just pushed him away. It's like, you know, I've heard your shit before. Is go, he tired? Go smoke in a bowl or drink another beer. Or How'd that make him feel? To be pushed away, dismissed. Yeah. What do you? How do you feel? Like yeah, what? Like was he pissed? No, he just went away. <laughs> I don't got good at putting anybody in this corner yeah. for years. He's got because he's the one. He's, he's my addict. Like he wants another. Hit. He wants another rush. He wants another. I want to feel alive, baby. You know. But that's not feeling alive. No. I think that's that's a, that's the death call. I think that's why I would call it a demon because there's a pushing him away though isn't really feeling alive for him either though. No. Yeah, you're right. Is he exhausted? No, I think he feels insecure and if he's got to put that front up, attached. If he's got to be that guy, <clears throat> he's tired, weary from doing it for so long. Or is he restless from being stuck? Maybe I don't think something. he's stuck. He's just he's just you want not, to go into this? he's just insignificant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, close We're your in eyes. it, man. Close your eyes. Do you want me to look at my 
buzzers? No, you can do it without it. Okay. Buzzers. We can try we it. Buzzers. Okay. Close your eyes. Oh, if we need the buzzers, I'll get this, buzzers. Your this turn. Might, this might sound a little weird. Okay. It's going to sound like nothing. It's going to sound All like right. Just stick with us. We're going to go into it. I have a cigar in one hand, which is okay. But I need to breathe. I feel like I'm breathing. Yeah, is go ahead. Yeah. Get out of my head. Get into your space. Yeah, go into your space. Let me know when you're there. Alright. Alright. Can you see him? Is he there with you? Yeah. What does he look like? He's kind of off in the corner and he's all in the shadows. He's got long hair. Back when I had hair, it was really long. When I was 19. Is he scared? No. He feels like, if I'm to sense how he feels, he feels like I don't like him anymore. Do you like him? Yeah. Tell him. I like you. What was his reaction? That's bullshit. Is it? He just kind of shrugs and sits down. Is it bullshit? He says, I'm sick of being a shadow. In the shadows. Who puts him there? I do, the guy that's sitting in this space that I've created. different space? I don't know how to do that without him. Can you make fear I guess I'm fearful of, of letting him take control of the space. Can you give him a, like a corner of his own room or his own room that, uh, that he can explore? No, he wants he wants the whole fucking room. Will he take it if you give him a little bit? No, he says he's in the shadows. Okay. I pushed him into the shadows. Can you tell him that's okay? Yeah. It's okay that he's in the shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does he want anything? Other than control? He wants to be acknowledged. He wants more fun. Can you do the first? Yeah. But I, maybe I've detached the, the life, you know, the kind of I want to be alive part of myself from him. Because in my experience, when I let him feel alive, there's that self-destructive part of my ego that lives in him that wants to burn everything down. Like, he's still really angry. He's in the shadows. He's angry. He says he wants to have fun, but he's, he's extremely pissed off at Ask him why he's pissed off. Because of this is all life isn't what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's like everything should be in its proper place. 
It's like that stupid vacuum commercial with the, I think things should work properly. It's very egotistical. It's very angry. Controlling, even. I know this guy. It sounds like Steve. Yeah. My Steve. It yeah. sounds like Steve. Yeah, it sounds too. But he's fun. He's a fun Steve. Mm -hmm. yeah. Much like our Steve, but without the anger. What's the, ask him what the anger is protecting. I guess all the shit I... I feel like I maybe gave up on, you know? It's like... I think there was a part of me with the whole... with the ASI and all of that church and ministry stuff that I did was trying to push back on all that darkness, you know, and all the fucked up shit in the world. And I guess the more mature part of myself, you know, I want to deal with people on a case-by-case -case basis. Not that they're a case, but a face-by-face -face dealing with a person who's in front of me right now. Like, I can't this guy's speak in front. to the world. This guy's in front of you right now. Close your eyes. Okay. Yeah. So this is our case. He's our case. He's our case. And I'm speaking to him yeah. directly. What do you want to tell him? You can't... You can just barely change the world. Just barely. And I think that's okay. What's he do with that? I don't know. I think he needs to think about that. He's in despair a little bit, maybe. Holding his head. Who's he protecting? Himself. He doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to be... He doesn't want to go into a depressed state <clears throat> of sadness. Is he your mania? Maybe, yeah. But he's not just my mania. He's my fun side. He's, yeah. he's creative. He's... There's impulsive. They can be their own complicated. Mm -hmm. they, they can be in charge of more than, way more than one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're really up and manic, is he pretty forward? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he would say. I don't understand. He's like, um, can you can you love him where he's at? Yeah, I can let more of that. Does he want something physically, like to hold or to have or to have control over? Something he just small. doesn't want to die. Like he feels constantly like he's going to die. Yeah. It's hard. That's a deep one. Yeah. Can you acknowledge that? Mm hmm. Tell him that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think he sees this job that I've taken as giving up on that kind yeah. of dream. Is it either or? That's what I would tell him, yeah. You would tell him it's either or, or you would ask him? I think the more mature part of me would say, so you think it's either or. And he doesn't know what to do with that. He's still thinking about that. He doesn't want to be a part of the, as Derek put it, the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hiding in the corner. He wants to be, uh... Is he pouty? No, he's sad. Mm. And he's not the one that's supposed to be sad. Would he be open to you giving him a hug? No. Handshake? No, he doesn't want me to approach him. Tom, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Is there a present or something you can give him? Make him feel 
Can be anything. Can be. I think he's pushing back. He's like, I have just enough of you that I need to survive. Any laughs? What kind of laugh? Sort of shitty, smart-ass laugh. What if there was more to life than just survival? Yeah. Can you see how his isolation makes him lonely? I think that's why he feels I named him Demon. Because he thinks that I think all he wants to do is survive. What, What does he really want? To live, to be alive. Does he want a new name? He doesn't want a name. Can he you, wants my name. Can you stop calling him demon? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a demon. I think that maybe my... All the Christian upbringing and all the recovery group shit kind of named him that. And, and scapegoated him a little bit. I think he feels... Not all my cells have names. Sometimes I just call them by what they're in charge of. He's protecting me and he wants to have fun. But in his term, fun is sometimes self-destructive or, you know, Mm -hmm. he wants to burn shit down. He likes to see things destroyed. That's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Yeah, it's a little boy in a lot of us that likes to blow shit up. Yep. And that's okay, and I can give him a hug for that, but there are certain things that are still sacred. Yep. That's fine, too. Internal boundaries are fine, too. Mm-hmm. I think just the encounter is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I think when I stopped... Using and stopped with all the self-destruction is when I finally took a lot of ground back from him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty out of control for a while. Yeah. Where does and he did that to survive. And there's a lot of EMDR sessions where he really did come alongside of me, this little boy in me, and, and protected me because mm-hmm. I was like... Have you thanked him for that? Yeah, I have. But I think since Susan and since those EMDR sessions, I've kind of neglected him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Where are you feeling it in your body? I'm feeling all my back again. Yeah. 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 I want you to try and feel it as heavy as you possibly can, make it heavier. And just hold it for as long as you can until it dissipates. Or what am I making heavy though? The feeling feel in the your pain. back. Feel that pain in your back. Try and make it. It's worse. not really pain. It's just weight. Feel yeah. the weight. Feel the gravity increasing on it. I feel like it's a time thing. It's always been there. He's saying, "You're just going to carry it longer." Keep feeling it. Ask them to show you how much weight there really is. Until you feel part of it. It's almost like he's jumped on my back and he's trying to... He's trying to make it heavier, but it's not. It's almost like he's a cartoon character there climbing on my back. Mm -hmm. Just hold it as long as you can. (sighs) 
Don't hold your breath. Keep breathing. Keep feeling the pain. The weight. I think... He's mad it doesn't hurt like it used to. Mm. And he's sad about that. It's no longer funny. But he misses me. He misses that time where we connected and and he saw his value in me and in my trauma and how we worked through that. Ask him if you could create a room to start reconnecting. And so that he can stay in his place that he is. And then you make time to meet with him in the room. He can make it look however he wants. As dark or fucked up or safe or interesting as he wants to <clears throat> He said, as long as I can bring a box of matches. Okay. And then he said, I'm just fucking with you. You can do that. Can, can he's like, it? and I'm like, you know, that's, you know, there was a whole thing there. Just like, I'm not, that's cool, but there was like a weird power struggle going on, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you let him bring the box of matches with him? He doesn't really want the box of matches. He said that to fuck with me. But he wants a hug. Can you give him one? Yeah. to clean up all the crime scene tape. Yeah. That was one of those sessions that I had with Susan was like where I where my childhood self was murdered. And there was crime scene tape and cops and, and it's still a mess he says like well, maybe we can clean this up and then I'll be our space. And I'm sick of that shit you know. <coughs> Part of me is still sick of that shit. I'm sick of that shit. Can we help him? It's going to be hard, but can we help him? Help him what? I want you to go in with him and get that child self of yours that was murdered. And we're going to take him and put him in a different place. He's already there, you know. I mean, that's the part of me. I think that's in the room that's having this conversation with him. That's all grown up now, you know. I mean, he's still a child, but he's mm-hmm. the dead part of me. I never really was murdered. I think that I don't know what to do with all that. Like it was just a there was a body, and there was I could still feel them bullet holes, you know, from that first TMDR session. But we're okay. Okay. Breathe. Can you go back to your safe place? Yeah. Okay. Let me know when you're there. Who's there with you? I'm sorry, I just went and put it in my locker. You put him in your locker? 
I'll put the whole thing in a locker. Okay. And Leo is there. Yeah. And he's locking the door. I'm just going to put that away for now. Yeah. Okay. Breathe. Is it all locked up? Yeah, and it's raining. It's raining. Which is good. It smells like rain. I can smell it. Big breaths. Oh, fuck. See, shit like this is like... Like, I still have more work to do. Yeah. I just want it to go away. I just want it to be done. I just want it to be that healthy place. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If healthy isn't, it's all gone. But I mean, if healthy is just a better awareness of that you have to deal with shit on a day to day basis. I don't want to deal with shit for the rest of my life. What if healthy is just the your I'm awareness? Just like I'm of sick it. of fucking therapy. I mean, this is cool because we're not. You guys aren't therapists, and so you're then my we'll friends. Just do this. Just yeah, so we'll do this. Yeah, but it's just we're the so best kind of therapy. Feel better. You pay us. Like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> See, I told you we should do therapy. I'm out of network though, so sorry. Yeah, no, right. That's right. We can get in network. We can figure that out. Oh, yeah. Are <laughs> uh, we going to land the plane? Yep. <laughs> Angels and demons, baby. Oh, and tomorrow's election day. We oh, like fuck. We're not, we're not. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. Hey, help a punk rock robot out. Scratch my itch by hitting that subscribe button. Like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound? Please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio or wherever you hear this fucking podcast. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project who is responsible for its content.